Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are live and the Pittsburgh Steelers are victorious again in their second preseason game, taking care of the Buffalo Bills 27 to 15. Welcome in. I'm Mark Bergen hosting a live reaction and the Steelers looked awfully good tonight. Before we get too carried away, today's presenting sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show brought to you by betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your NFL gambling needs this season. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Steelers taking care of business, and I'm going to start off right from the top. Do we owe Matt Canada an apology? Steelers offensive coordinator and the offense has been everything you could have hoped and dreamed it would be. I understand it's preseason. I understand this is meaningless when it comes to the regular season. I'm at the standpoint, I've seen everything I need to from this offense. Let's get to September the 10th, week one, against the San Francisco 49ers. Healthy, but it's been everything you could have hoped and dreamed. Three drives for Kenny Pickett's, three touchdowns in the preseason so far. And look, it's the explosive plays that have been lacking to this point for the last several seasons if you're a Steelers fan. We get that with the 62-yard run from Jalen Warren entering his second year to where finally the Steelers have a home run threat, whether it's Warren, whether it's Pickens, whether it's Calvin Austin the third, dynamic playmakers who can take the top off of a defense and that can take the ball to the house on any given play. This offense hasn't had that for several seasons now. They haven't had the protection up front from a schematic standpoint to where the one thing you could consistently say about Matt Canada is, has he had the offensive line to actually succeed? Has he had the personnel? I always make the analogy, you can't make a gourmet meal with bologna and potato chips. And again, I know it's preseason, but to see this offense as dynamic as it has been, to say Kenny Pickett earlier in the offseason, no, that's my guy. He's who I want to be my offensive coordinator to where they're not starting a rookie. Pickett's entering his second season now. Big Ben's going to run the offense that he wants to run. And then you had Trubisky starting out the season last year, and I know Mason Rudolph's been on the roster, to where there's continuity between quarterback, coach, offensive coordinator. And I keep saying this, and people say, well, Byron Leftwich wouldn't have gotten a head coaching job had the Steelers brought him in. If the Steelers would have replaced Matt Canada, you're ripping off a band-aid to treat a flesh wound. Sometimes you just need continuity and continuity and continuous development to where a young player doesn't have to relearn a new system in new terminology and to stun a player's growth. We see young quarterbacks struggle all the time in the NFL and it should be who's his coaching, who's his offense coordinator. Mike Tomlin's a defensive coach. Had you brought in someone else, what's to say that you wouldn't be restarting this process all over again in 2024 and I'm very bullish and optimistic going into week one against San Francisco. Maybe a little bit too much. I know it's the preseason. I know all of this is meaningless. It's like a war reenactment. That's the thing that you have to continually remind yourself. But when I see an explosive play from Jalen Warren, I see Kenny Pickett connect with Pat Firemuth on a touchdown. Connor Hayward getting into the mix too. I thought Mitch Trubisky played well tonight too. We'll get into that too here on the show. You have to be awfully excited considering Starters play most of the first half, and you, you're you beating a Buffalo Bills team 21 to nothing at halftime? Again, I know it's a meaningless game, but when the starters are going to play most in the second game, remember, 
when the league moved to a 17 game regular season, game two is the big game. It used to be game three in the preseason game two. I don't really need to see any of the starters come game three. Whittle down who the 53-man roster is. I like what we saw from the nickelback position, too. It's Chandon Sullivan, too. Nick Herbig off the edge, too, who continues to be uh, the most impressive rookie, at least in my opinion. What a moment for Joey Porter Jr., his first game, his first start for the Steelers ever at Akershire Stadium in Pittsburgh. He gets the interception. He gives the ball to his dad. What an incredible moment. What an incredible moment for the Porter family, too. And I am just really, really fired up and, and bullish about everything that I saw tonight. If you have comments, I will weave them into tonight's conversation. We already got 28 people in the chat. So if if you have questions, comments for me, I can do my best to answer them from what I saw tonight. Uh, let's go back. Let's start Jalen Warren's 62-yard run to open the game. And scoring early on the first drive, like it's like we haven't seen this in years from a Steelers offense. Watch the Jalen Warren 62-yard touchdown. Watch the downfield blocking of Deontay Johnson. A player you wouldn't expect it from. That's a want to right there. If not for Johnson's blocking, Warren doesn't bust off the touchdown for a 62-yard run. We haven't seen explosive dynamic plays. When Ike and I talked to Steelers color commentator, uh, color analyst, Craig Wolfley, and we said, what does this team need to do in 2023 to improve? It was the explosive place. We saw that tonight. So it's the downfield block and go back and watch that replay. Kudos to Deontay Johnson, who's a very, very good receiver in his own right. We saw what he could do in the opener. And it's the downfield blocking on that play on the Jalen Warren touchdown that stuck out to me. That's a want to. This team's bought in. And then marching down the field pick, it goes three of four, finds Pat Fryermuth for the touchdown. That's just like, look, I don't need to see. I know Kenny Pickett needs more reps. He's still a young quarterback. There could be points in the 2023 season he struggles. I don't think it's worth injuring him against the Atlanta Falcons in a meaningless preseason game when it's like, hey, who wants to make the 53-man roster? Who wants to make the practice roster uh, uh, of the practice team for, for both respective teams? come next Thursday against Atlanta in Atlanta. So there's all that. And um, I want to know what people want to see in the third preseason game, because if you're a Steelers fan after tonight, like you look at the final score and you say 27 to 15, hmm, was that a little bit close? It really wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. Uh, the Bills get a late touchdown in this one. This was a total domination. And again, if you focus on the first half, 21 to nothing going into halftime. Like that has to mean something against a Bills team that's been a playoff team the last several years. Sean McDermott's a, as good a coach as there is in the NFL. That has to mean something. And I'm I'm just really, really excited for that. So Fryermuth gets in uh, for the touchdown. Uh Connor Hayward scoring a touchdown from Trubisky. Uh, I thought Trubisky was much better tonight than he was in the first game. The first game you saw both sides of him with the interception and touchdown in the first game. I thought Trubisky, it, like, look, there were people saying like, oh, should Mason be the second stringer after what we saw from Trubisky? And it's like, no, 10 to 13, 78 yards and a touchdown for Mitch Trubisky tonight. I thought he was very sharp. And as a backup, as someone who at some point you might need, remember Kenny Pickett had two concussions a year ago. 
and you needed Trubisky to be able to come in as a backup. That's why you pay him a premium to where if he needs to spell Pickett for a game or two, like, look, I hope Kenny Pickett starts all 17 regular season games this season. I hope they don't need to rely on Mitch Trubisky, but to have him in the quarterback room. And when Mike Tomlin's saying it's almost like having another de facto coach in the quarterback room to help Kenny Pickett learn and develop and know what it takes to be a successful quarterback in this league. They have a great relationship. They really do. They really do. Uh, so Hayward getting into the end zone too. just going through my notes here from what I noticed. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. as well. Remember, he didn't play in the preseason opener either. So his first game in Pittsburgh for the Steelers, like you couldn't script this. The first father-son duo ever to play for the Steelers. Joey Porter Jr. being right there, making the interception, then giving the ball to his dad. What a cool moment. And hopefully that's something we get to see continually uh, during the regular season. Uh, Nick Herbig off the edge. I know he's playing up against backup players. The bend off the edge has been terrific. And he's been a problem for opposing right tackles, whether he's forcing sacks, tackles for loss. He seems to have counter moves already as a rookie too. He learns from TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. And, oh, if you need one of them spelled, he's going to be coming off the edge. The speed and the bend that he has, a different style of edge rushing. And Marcus Golden, it, like the Steelers draft and develop young linebackers and outside linebackers specifically wreaking havoc and causing play, uh, uh, making plays. Nick Herbick has been that guy. Um, going to bring in a comment here. Someone says, uh, W3D says Steelers might be able to lead the lead in sacks this year with his defense. The offense looks fast. Yeah. And let's get back to leading the league in sacks like the Steelers did in 2021 while also being stout in run defense. Alex Highsmith uh, chasing down Josh Allen for a sack too. He and TJ Watt raced to the quarterback. And if they're not good enough, you got two dogs waiting. I know Marcus Golden established veteran in this league. And then Nick Herbig, what we've seen off the edge. If either of those guys need a blow, they need a series, they need a, a playoff. Herbig to me, from what I've seen in the game action has been the Steelers best rookie the guys. Then everywhere. It's like, Oh, another tackle, another forced fumble tonight. I, I thought he was terrific. Um, Vincent hot says lots of Mason and third stringers in Atlanta. Yeah. Play Tanner Muse. Honestly, Mason Rudolph has starting experience too. Uh, sure. If Mason wants to play out there and you want to maybe, could you flip Mason Rudolph for a team that needs say a backup quarterback to get something to say, let's go on a run in 2023. I don't want to get out ahead of my skis. Again, all of this is preseason. It's like a war reenactment, but you still got to go out and play the games. And the Steelers have been awfully impressive. Um, Sean Manahan says bad snap from Kendrick Green in fourth quarter and then late garbage time touchdown in fourth. Yeah, I mean, Kendrick Green, we'll see. Like, I I've voiced my skepticism about him repeatedly on this show. Uh, I thought he was a little bit better tonight than he was in the preseason opener. But for him, it's not going to be being a fullback in special packages. If Mason Cole or a guard goes out, with an injury, can he step in and be a formidable player and be stout up front in the A gap and B gap? Fastest way 
is a straight line to the quarterback. A gap, B gap, that has to be stout. Can he be stout there? That's ultimately how I'm I'm evaluating Kendrick Green. That's ultimately how I'm evaluating Kendrick Green. Um, Aquatic Life says they're ready to play every week. They're deep. More plays. Defense will be interesting in a good way. Um, let me know what you mean by interesting there. Anthony Baker asked, do you think Matt Canada is doing a great job with the offense or do you think he'd do better? Uh, not exactly sure what this means, but from what the Steelers could do in the preseason, it's as simple as this with Kenny Pickett when he's out there with the starters. Three drives, three touchdowns. Scoring early in a game, what that does, and then the style of play you can play as a result of having a lead. That's going to be huge. And the fact that the Steelers are going to be able to pass on first downs then use the pass to set up the run, whereas a year ago you had used the run to set up the pass. And honestly, a year ago, I didn't think the Steelers had up front what they needed from the offensive line. I think you're going to get that this season. I really think that you're going to get that with bringing in Isaac Sayamalu, Mason Cole, whenever Broderick Jones is ready to go. Do you move Dan Moore Jr. over? But right now, Dan Moore Jr. looks like he's going to be the starter early on. That's okay considering week one, you've got Bosa. Week two, Miles Garrett. Week three, Max Crosby. When Broderick Jones is ready to play, he's just going to be another piece to where you've got depth at almost all the positions, which is certainly exciting for the Steelers. Uh, Herbig and Porter Jr. rookies showing out. Yeah, you got to love this. I don't want to be too high on the Steelers rookies. Like, they're still rookies at the end of the day, but I am very, very excited to see what contributions they can have to where you're not reliant upon the rookies, but to where they can be contributors to this team. You don't need them to be key contributors, but it's almost like icing on the cake, if you will, where if they can do a little bit like it's such a cool moment with Joey Porter Jr. and his dad. And you think about the struggle of, he should have been a first-round pick. Steelers fans would have been pumped if, if the team had taken him at number 17. They trade up with the Patriots. They get Broderick Jones at 14, prevent the Jets from drafting Broderick Jones, and then they get Porter Jr. at 32, which is almost like a first-round pick, but he falls to the second round to where he gets to have that chip on his shoulder for the remainder of his career. How cool that's going to be for him, and what a moment that he gets to share with his dad, who is heck of a player in his own right. Heck of a player in his own right. So um, Spencer Anderson as backup center is all I want for preseason game three. That comes from uh, Ted. Ted, yeah, I mean, <laughs> whether you want Spencer Anderson or Kendrick Green in there, I think I know the answer to that question for most Steelers fans. We'll see what the tape uh, reveals with that. But uh, against Atlanta, like for me, I just want to get into week one. Like I, I don't, the results of the third preseason game against Atlanta get to September 10th healthy. That's kind of where I come down with all of that. Get to September 10th healthy and the regular season will start. Uh, DeMar Hamlin back on the field, University, University of Pittsburgh guy. Uh, he made some plays for the Bills in the preseason opener, uh, considering that January game where he underwent cardiac arrest against the Bengals. Really cool to see him back out on the field and back on the field where he played college football. Remember he's a university of Pitt guy. Really, really cool to see that. And um, the fact that he's on the field is just an absolute miracle. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to see. And then um, 
the Bills player who got carted off. I hope he's all right. Uh, Tommy Doyle, the lineman, they put an air cast on his leg. Hopefully he's okay. Um, whenever you see that and all the players huddled around, the play stops and everything, it's just whenever they bring the card out, it's it's not good. But hopefully he uh, hopefully he can get back on the field. I'll say this too: the Steelers nickelback, uh, Chandon Sullivan with interception tonight. I, I think Elijah Riley's been really good too. So maybe that's a battle you want to see in the, the third preseason game, but maybe both make the 53 man roster or one of them makes the practice roster. And then one of them starts as the starter at nickelback. I, I mean, what Omar Khan's done this off season, what I've been calling the wrath of Khan, where he's been extremely aggressive. Every time the Steelers have had a need this off season, he's got out and addressed it. Oh, Hey, here's what we need to do to add depth, to add competition, to add to this team to where multiple deep to where it's the old Mike Tomlin slogan, two dogs, one bone, and the best of the best is going to play out and win. And that ultimately only leads to good things with this roster, because if, and when you've got injury, you've got someone capable of being a starter instead of just someone being anointed, the starter. Um, People asking about the roster cutdowns. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to whittle down the 53-man roster. Cuts will be in the coming days and everything, too. Here's another thing to keep in mind, too. Other teams could make cuts, and the Steelers could add as well if there's a position of need that you think the Steelers might need. I like seeing Chris Boswell back out, out there as well. He's The Steelers have paid him well with the contract extension. He's been very good, if not, remember, Last year was like his worst year since the 2018 season. Both of those years, he had injuries. That's the common denominator there. So good to see him back out on the field for the Steelers. And uh, hopefully, I mean, special teams too. Calvin Austin the third with a nice punt return tonight too. Like rolling on all cylinders. And I'm trying to find criticisms of things that I think Steelers could improve upon. I'm going to be honest, it was kind of tough tonight to find anything to be super critical about when it comes to Pittsburgh's standpoint. But where I would say is, is again, all of this excitement, all of this optimism, it's still the preseason. It's not like teams are specifically game planning for a preseason game or they've got all their special packages, stunts, scouting, keys, all that for a preseason game. But you beat Buffalo starters 21-0 in the first half. You got to be excited about that. You absolutely have to be excited about that. So the Steelers will take on the Falcons on Thursday. That's a 7.30 Eastern kickoff. Um, please let me know what it is that you're looking forward to with that. And again, I would try to rest as many starters as you could. I think you need to see what you need to see. Maybe the starters play for maybe a series. I just don't want to see any injuries between now and September the 10th. There's no reason, and this offense has proven that the concerns that you had stemming from a season ago, I've said they've got to build on the basis of where they ended last season, and it looks like they're doing that. Um, yeah, like it, it, it's it, it's for me, it, it's tough to say what it was tonight that you'd want to see the team improve upon. I was that impressed with tonight's results. Steelers winners, twenty-seven to fifteen against the Buffalo Bills. Um, if anyone else has any other questions after the fact that they're watching this, I'll do the best I can to answer it. 
want to keep this going for a little bit longer. Uh, again, if any of you have questions, feel free to weigh in. And I'm looking at them right now. And I think I've addressed a lot of the big ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, really excited for tonight's result. And it's been like, you get out of Latrobe and we get closer and closer to September the 10th against the 49ers. First home opener for the Steelers since 2014. How electric Pittsburgh is going to be that opening weekend because it's been a long time since the season's opened in Pittsburgh. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. It's like for me, I want to see this come week one of the regular season, come week two of the regular season because I don't want us to go back to say, oh, they looked great in the preseason, yet it was in fact preseason i always go back to what our guy dave damashek says the the preseason is a lot like a war reenactment and it reconfirms biases that you might have can you do this against the 49ers a team that was in the nfc championship game a year ago and if not for not having a quarterback in that game could have represented the nfc in the super bowl maybe a little bit of a hyperbole but you get the idea can you do this against your division opponent in the Browns week two can you do this week three against the Raiders like how do you start those first three games can you go like two and one or three and oh in those first three games you go two and one or three and oh in those first three games you're sitting pretty if you're the Steelers in all seriousness and again I, I I'm gonna end this here I'm gonna end this here Curtis Clark I love this comment I'm gonna bring this in really quickly we have volunteers I love this Mike Tomlin quote I love this quote. I'm going to end this. I'm going to end this here where I started. Do we owe Matt Canada an apology? I think it's a little too soon to say that, but the fact that I'm even asking that question is very, very telling. My name is Mark Bergen. Thank you so much for watching the Believe in Steelers reaction show. Steelers winners tonight, 27 to 15. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. Ike Taylor and I will be back later this week. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. See you come Monday, Tuesday. Till then, take care. So long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 